actually the Federal Reserve not hiking interest rates just yet, you know. So I think uh, they pointed to the fact that they're concerned that uh, a number of indications are being uh, coming out of the U.S. economy, um, which are pointing to growth slowing. And that's all, and, and and they also mentioned that they're concerned about very low inflation. So as the market has expected, um, you know, the Federal Reserve is concerned about the same things they've been concerned about for a while. And as a result of that, uh, you know, the the, the, the interest rates um, would stay on hold, and we didn't see any hike in interest rates. I think. Uh, you know, Janet Yellen and the Federal Open Market Committee are left in a really difficult position now, you know, because uh, they've spoken about the fact that, uh, you know, interest rate needs to start moving upward within the U.S. economy to prevent a very rapid tightening of interest rates later on. But uh, the data that's been coming out recently really hasn't been supportive, you know. So I think... Uh, uh, the Federal Reserve, you know, is left in a little bit of a quandary. Um, but, uh, you know, we're seeing uh, emerging market currencies really on the back of that. You know, we've seen the RAND uh, breaking through 13.40 to the dollar. Um, you know, we've seen commodity prices broadly recovering, uh, particularly the oil price, which is now uh, above uh, $50 a barrel. And uh, we see the, the, the dollar coming under a little bit of pressure. So the markets are starting to price in the fact that uh, the Federal Reserve is, is, is not going to move uh, possibly until until uh, 2016. Which, uh, although, I see, you know, there's still two data points that need to come out before the December meeting. So we'll wait and see what comes out then. Um, you know, I think that the Federal Reserve is very, uh, is very t- um, uh, tempted to start hiking interest rates, but they just need the data to become a little bit more supportive in order to do that. And just taking a look at the oil price there, Nadir, uh, if we just track it through this week, what's actually happening there? Yeah, you know, so we, what we're seeing is that we're seeing a fairly strong recovery in the oil price, and it's really been on the back of uh, U.S. oil inventories which came out um, you know, and a number of uh, shale producers which said that they're actually shutting down their production permanently. So uh, we're seeing a bit of a recovery in, in, in the oil price. You know, as, as we've consistently been mentioning um, on this program, Sakina, that the only way the, the oil price is going to recover is if we see supply disruption. And, uh, you know, we, we finally are starting to see that a little bit. Um, you know, and we're seeing U.S. shale producers sort of just staring into the abyss and, uh, and OPEC standing ready to push them over with uh, keeping the oil price relatively depressed. So we saw U.S. crude oil inventories falling fairly sharply. Um, you know, we're seeing, uh, we, we're seeing uh, oil exploration companies and oil and gas companies uh, cancelling their exploration projects, uh, you know, in, in, in quite large numbers. Obviously, we saw Shell uh, uh, cancelling the, the uh, uh, Alaska exploration project. We've seen BP cancelling the U.S. Shale project. And, uh, you know, we see, obviously, to a much smaller extent, Sasol pulling back on the, on the U.S. Shale project as well. So, uh, you know, we're finally seeing... U.S. crude oil inventory is starting to come under a little bit of pressure and starting to, um, you know, uh, starting to decline. So on the back of that, we're seeing a bit of supply destruction, and uh, we're seeing the oil price recovering a little bit as the supply and demand dynamics uh, look a little bit healthier. We obviously knew that supply was outstripping demand for a period of time, and uh, supply destruction has now ensured that 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 balance is looking a little bit healthier. So. Once we see demand outstripping supply, you know, we're fairly convinced um, that OPEC is going to pull back its supply fairly drastically. Um, you know, we see OPEC obviously at maximum production. We see Saudi Arabia at maximum production, and broadly speaking, 
OPEC at maximum production. And once we see, um, you know, sufficient evidence that enough supply has been destroyed, um, we'll see those players uh, cutting that production a little bit. And, uh, you know, until the oil price normalizes uh, or, or, you know, uh, increases fairly substantially to what they're happy with it being. But uh, we still probably are away off that, and we have to see further supply destruction before we see that happening in Sakina. And then, uh, Nadir, uh, to what extent have equity valuations moderated into sell-offs? Yeah, you know, Sakina, we've seen a lot of volatility in the equity markets over the last few months. Um, you know, obviously, equity prices have come under a bit of pressure. I mean, if we look at uh, year-to-date now, equities are up, you know, under 5% for the year. So it really has been... Um, a quite a substantial sell-off since the peak that we reached this year. Um, but unfortunately, you know, it's, it's, it's a sell-off that has been long anticipated. So, you know, I think that's the third thing. Equities have probably gotten ahead of themselves um, in line with the, the amount of liquidity that was available in global financial markets on the back of the ECB quantitative easing and Japan's quantitative easing and just generally very supportive monetary policy globally. Um, and we saw a lot of money find its way into risk assets. And on the back of that, we saw very aggressive multiple expansion. Now, we saw this uh, globally as well, but more specifically on the JSC with uh, you know, a number of our RAND hedges just being uh, chased blindly to higher multiples on the back of the fact that uh, you know, the RAND has been depreciating. Now, uh, you know, the, the sell-off we've seen recently, unfortunately, hasn't moderated uh, you know, multiples all that much. We've seen uh, Slight moderation from about 18 times earnings to just under 17 times earnings, but uh, it's certainly not been enough of, mo- of a moderation for equities to become a screaming buy. You know, so I still think that uh, there's pockets of the market that are overvalued. I still think that there's pockets of the market where significant risk is presented, particularly given that uh, earnings is, is, is poised to come under some pressure in the future. Um, you know, and I think. Uh, uh, all that's happened is that uh, with the sell-off that we've seen, um, uh, uh, the earnings numbers that have come out that have been slightly disappointing. The earnings have been uh, falling or not growing in line with equities coming under pressure. And as a result, valuations have sort of only, only moderated very slightly, despite the fact that we've seen quite a significant sell-off. So if we look at pockets of a market, there are a certain opportunities, most certainly, you know. Um, the value gap on the market is looking exceptionally large, and uh, you know, particularly if one looks at the financial space, there's a number of opportunities. And uh, if one looks at risk points, you know, I think that's looking uh, interesting. And if one looks at sign-off, I think that's looking interesting. But broadly speaking, uh, you know, I think we still need to see uh, a lot of the land hedges either deliver significant earnings growth or those prices to to, to, to come down a little bit more. And uh, you know, I think the most precarious sector at the moment is undoubtedly the retail sector. We, uh, you know, we obviously have seen that being supported by a very, very robust consumer, despite the fact that the South African economy has been coming under pressure, um, way above inflation wage hikes, particularly in the government sector, which are now coming to an end, have supported the South African retailers um, significantly above average return on equity. In fact, if one looks at true as we had, the highest return on equity of any retailer on the globe just a couple of years ago. So those are poised to come under pressure. And uh, obviously significant foreign ownership with uh, in excess of 50% of some of these businesses being owned by foreigners. So once the Federal Reserve embarks on its interest rate hiking cycle and we see foreigners uh, recapitulate money back towards the U.S., um, you know, those are the kind of stocks that are going to come under the most significant selling pressure. So, 
know, a number of warnings are warnings are flashing uh, with, uh, with with stuff like the South African retailers. Thank you so much, Nadir Token, analyst at 27.4 Investment Managers. This is AM Live on SAFM, where the conversations you'll have today begin.